0: What's the best CRM for my real estate business? That's a question that I get a lot. And if you've been in business for a while, I'm sure you've jumped back and forth between more than a few options. So in this episode, I'm gonna do my best to answer this question. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Weekly Boost. My name's Ricardo Bueno, and I'm a 10 year veteran of the real estate industry. And this podcast is dedicated to taking an honest look at the reality of marketing and growing your real estate business. My guess is you want to close more deals, whether it's working with buyers or sellers, but it's not as easy as some people like bullshit marketers would have you believe. I spend my day consulting with some of the best agents in the industry, which basically means I have a front row seat to the behind the scenes of world-class marketing campaigns and listing strategies, and I'm here to unveil some of those strategies and tactics with you. Listen in as I share what's good in real estate and the world of marketing. Let's go. What's up guys, welcome to another week and another solo episode. So this week, I'm gonna attempt to answer one of the most common questions that I get each and every single day during my one-on-one appointments and follow-ups. And that is, what's the best CRM for my real estate business? Okay, so first things first. I'm all for embracing new apps and technology. However, I will say you'll never become great at using tools if you're constantly changing them. So what I would say is commit to utilizing a few key programs rather than quote-unquote shopping for the best or better features as you strive for better results. Focus instead on improving your skills within that platform. And so here I'm talking about your CRM. So instead of shopping for a better CRM, focus instead on improving your skills within the platform or the CRM that you're already using. So if I were to get licensed tomorrow... For example, here's what I'm going all in on. Number one, I'm going all in on a really good website. Agent Fire and Chime are two great solutions. I've linked to both of them in the show notes. And so here's the thing. One isn't better than the other. They're just different solutions. Agent Fire is a great starter website built on WordPress with some amazing features. And Chime, for your power users or more advanced users, people with a bigger budget... Chime is an all-in-one solution that includes website, CRM, IDX, and AI, right? So anyway, once I have my website set up, what I'm going to do next is I'm going to double down on creating great hyperlocal content because when you, greet, when you create good content, you're basically cloning yourself and it works as your best salesperson doing the work of attracting an audience and answering questions that your audience craves answers to. So, Jimmy Mackin is an industry thought leader and pioneer. In one of his most recent newsletters, he wrote some pretty timely advice, and it goes like this. Take this opportunity now, in this market, take this opportunity to lead from the front by producing timely marketing campaigns that help your customers make more informed decisions. So, some great questions to answer right now in your email campaigns, in your blog posts, and your... Uh, videos that you're recording etc cetera, etc cetera. some of those questions would include the following Do I need a cash offer to win a bidding war? Will there be a rise in foreclosures hitting the market soon? How will the eviction moratorium impact the real estate market? Inventory levels are down 30 point one percent How long will this inventory crisis last? Zillow estimates 6.61 million homes will sell this year. How will that impact your home's value? Or prediction post. Will we have a typical spring market this year? Here's what you need to know. Or here's top five mistakes buyers make when submitting an offer. Home values in, you know, insert your area have increased 16.6% in 2020. Here's five, reason, five reasons your home's value may have changed. So here's the thing that I would... If I'm you sitting in your shoes, here's the thing that I would ask myself or or that I would recognize. If my website isn't attracting traffic, engaging an audience, am I getting subscribers or opt-ins or registrations and thereby converting, you shouldn't switch providers in six to 12 months because it's not a technology issue. You're just not creating any helpful content. So to Jimmy's point, focus on out-educating the competition, and you'll thereby outsell the competition. So a, great, a really great example of this in action is Heather Klompmaker, who was on an earlier episode a few months back of the podcast. So go take a look at how much phenomenal, helpful content she's creating for this specific market that's attracting new buyers and sellers uh, to her and her business. You can tell why she's leading the pack in her market if you just check out the content on her Instagram, her Facebook, her website, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. She's not leading with the technology. She's leading with helpful educational content that her potential buyers and sellers are actually craving in today's difficult market. So that's number one. That's the first thing that I'm going all in on if I was getting licensed today or license tomorrow. The second thing that I'm going all in on, or the next thing that I'm going all in on, is setting up my trust profiles. If you listen to earlier episodes of this, or our sister podcast, uh, The Marketing Trench, we talk a lot about creating and building trust assets. So when I say trust assets and trust profiles, I'm referring to, to things like my Zillow agent profile and my Google My Business. So here's a fun little exercise that I want you to do. And my question to you is this, have you Googled yourself lately? So take a minute and do that now. In fact, I want you to pause this episode and open a new tab. Then search for yourself. What comes up on that first page of Google is your personal SEO. So what I want you to ask yourself is, do you like what you see? On a scale of one to 10, honestly, How confident do you feel about your brand on page one of Google? From one being not so hot and it needs improvement, help me out, (laughs) to 10, I'm looking pretty damn good right now and I'm feeling pretty confident. So the reason this exercise is so important is because your prospect not only needs to become aware that you exist in the marketplace, so discoverability, and you're doing that in a lot of different ways. You're doing that through direct mail campaigns, you're doing that by doing your geocalls, uh, using tools like Red X. You're doing that by running Facebook ads. And if you work with me, Lord knows we've we've ran quite a few Facebook ads. So part of this is is the discoverability play. Are people finding you online? The other part of this is your prospect not only needs to become aware that you exist, so that discoverability part, but also it builds your like and trust factor. So having those profiles, having a good uh, first page SEO, it, it builds your like and trust factor. Your prospect may know that you exist, but they still don't know if they can actually trust you. And that's because there's so many marketing messages out there touting that, quote unquote, they're the best, or quote, they're number one, or quote unquote, they have the best service, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You've heard it. We've heard it. We've all heard it. So what you'll need to do is to demonstrate your trustworthiness through every single point of contact with your brand. This is essentially the customer experience that you deliver from initial lead inquiry all the way through to close of a transaction and frankly, the post-close experience that you provide and deliver. So to maximize this opportunity, you need to get better at collecting and showcasing your best customer testimonials. And this is something that I think few agents do well, in my opinion, and it's such an easy fix. Like it, This is low-hanging fruit. The past client experience that you deliver, the process of automating collecting testimonials, that's low-hanging fruit that can have a huge lift in your business. So let me give you an example. Lately, I've been wanting to get better at collecting testimonials from clients that I have had meetings with because I go on, on average of you know, 35 to 55 appointments a month. (laughs) Because here's the thing, it's one thing for me to talk about myself and say how good I am, but that's not what prospects want to hear. They want to hear from other people who have worked with me and their experience working with me. That's more powerful to them in influencing a decision than me talking about myself. So here's what I did in this scenario. I created a survey using Tally Forms though the technology really doesn't matter. And then I have an email template that goes out. I use a CRM called close. Again, that doesn't matter to send emails and it stores my email templates. So my email says something like this subject line. Can I ask you for a quick favor? And in the body of the email says this, you know, Hey, first name or Hey, Ricardo, I'm trying to get better at collecting testimonials and feedback after my meetings. Would you mind taking a quick 60 seconds so that I can add you to my list of happy customers? It doesn't have to be long, just a few short sentences describing your experience during our last meeting and any outcomes achieved and that sort of thing. As I'm sure you know, prospective clients aren't interested in hearing me talk about how great I am, but they do care about what others have to say. If it helps, it looks like we've got the following results on your last ad run. We had 15,596 total views on your listings and 79 total leads. Anyway, all you have to do is click that link and I'll take it from there. Muchas gracias. So when someone clicks that link, it goes to a form that asks for a review rating from one to five stars. If they click on four or five, it then asks what results, what result or what results have you achieved since our last meeting together? In this case, 15,000 total property views and 79 total leads. And then the second question it asks is, what did you like most about working with me? Now, if they click on three or fewer stars, it hides the previous two questions and it simply asks, what could I have done better to make our meeting more useful? So this essentially accomplishes two things for me. Number one, I'm collecting great feedback and testimonials from satisfied customers that I can then turn around and showcase and leverage to book future appointments. With future clients. And then two, I'm collecting constructive feedback on less than satisfied customers so that I can improve my process and my customer experience. So if you want to level up in your business, my recommendation is this. Find ways to consistently create feedback loops in your business so that you can improve on your customer experience little by little, week over week. The beauty of all of this is this. This entire process is all automated. So let's back up. You might be sitting there thinking, this sounds great, Ricardo, but what the heck does this have to do with selling real estate? Because I'm a realtor or lender, remember? Well, I'm glad you asked, because the process is the same. Your email is just different. So in LionDesk or Follow Up Boss or whatever CRM system you're using, it really doesn't matter. You should have an email template and or a campaign, like an automated drip campaign, and it should go out anytime you update a subscriber tag to quote unquote closed in your CRM. And your email should say, similar to somewhat similar to mine, your email would say something like this. So subject line, thank you, exclamation mark, can you do us a favor? And then the body of your email would say, Hey Ricardo, thank you for letting us represent you on your recent real estate transaction. We ask all of our clients who want to give us a public testimonial to please leave us a review on Zillow or Google My Business. Pick one or the other. Here are the quick steps to follow. It'll take less than two minutes. Click on the following link to leave us a review. Insert your link for your Google My Business review, for example. You can then scan the other reviews to see what previous customers have said about us. Now, if you're thinking about what to write about, many of our clients who have read the reviews have told us that these are the following characteristics that have been useful to them. To them, They chose us because we had five-star reviews across the board, or why you chose us to represent you. Was it our expertise, our accessibility, et cetera? Was there something in particular that we did that you appreciated? Was it our knowledge and expertise over the local area market? Was it our patience, communication, and education throughout the process? And then icing on the cake, would you work with us again? Thank you in advance for taking a moment to leave us a review and help us spread the word about our business. Sincerely, your agent signature. The beautiful part here is that you're essentially spoon-feeding people exactly what you want them to say which is the biggest hiccup on why people don't leave reviews. They don't leave reviews because you're asking them to leave you review on Zillow, on your Google My Business, on Yelp, all over the place. Pick one platform and literally remove friction from the process by spoon-feeding them what you want them to say. Here I gave you, you know, six reasons they chose you because you had five-star reviews across across the board. It was your expertise and accessibility. Was it a particular thing you did? Much like when I asked my agent, I said What's a specific outcome that I have you, that I had you achieve? And then what did you like most about working with me? I spoon fed him that his last ad run had 15,000 total property views and 79 leads, right? The more you can remove friction from the process and make it easy for people, the more likely they are to oblige and help you with the thing that you're asking for. Uh, for. So similar process. same automated email, except you're sending them straight to your Google My Business or Zillow agent profile, and I'm sending them to one of my tally forms, right? Now, here's why this is so important and that this is an area that I'm doubling down on if I were you. We live, I've said this more than once, we live in a five-star review culture where consumers make decisions and create a bond or develop a trust association based on how many reviews somebody or someplace has one of my, and to give you a, a real life example of this, one of my agents has been selling in Laguna Niguel for the last 20 years. Recently, she's lost a few transactions in her farm to a newer agent, and she couldn't quite figure out why. Turns out that despite being in the industry for 20 years, she's only got two, two five-star reviews. She just didn't bother. I mean, why would she? Uh, business is good. She's the number one agent and listed, listings were coming easy, right? This newer agent, though, had 18 five-star reviews despite having less sales or fewer sales and having, in, having been in the business for less time. So the point being of all of this, develop your awareness and develop your trust assets and, your trust, and build your trust profile because it does matter. And then create systems to automate the collection process of building and continuing to enhance your trust profile over the long term. Okay. So the third thing, if I were getting licensed today that I'm going all in on is a CRM, which you know, kind of the title of this episode, right? So finally, the whole point of this episode. So first things first, why do you need a CRM at all? Well, Because you need a systematic approach to follow up on your leads. Or as I previously shared, a systematic approach for really closing the loop and asking for testimonials in an automated way. Because the less friction you remove from the process or the less lift it takes you to get it done. And by lift, I mean work. The less work it takes you to get it done because work takes time. And when you're managing escrows, when you're dealing with this listing that has 13 offers in two days, all of this stuff adds work and it occupies mind space and mind share. And so we throw it to the side because I don't have time to do that, right? So the less lift it takes, the more likely you are to actually get it done. And so now before you shop for which CRM has the best features, here's what I want to get back to. Okay, let me let me repeat that again before you shop for which CRM has the best features, because that does not matter. Remember what I said at the beginning, I'm all for embracing new apps and technology. However, you'll never become great at using the tools if you're constantly changing them. So commit to utilizing a few key programs and instead invest on improving your skills within those programs. You shouldn't be shopping for features. You should be focused on building habits. What are, for example, three things that you can automate using a CRM today? Could you automate your uh, testimonial gathering process? Could you automate your process for following up on new buyer leads? Could you automate your process for asking for referrals? If you're not doing those things as a base or as your starting point, then you shouldn't be shopping for for CRM that has the best features because features aren't what's going to make you successful. It's use of the tools to accomplish certain tasks that's going to make you successful. So a lot of the people that I meet, a lot of the agents that I meet operate day-to-day by their phones. And I've said it a million times, your phone is not your database. I've met agents who have been in the business for 10 freaking years and they've done great. They simply operate from their phones or a simple Excel spreadsheet, and I'm not knocking it, okay? To be clear, I'm not knocking it. I say good for you. So that's great and all. And you might think, well, I don't need a CRM until you notice a lead that fell through the cracks. And it was just a matter of that lead you forgot to follow up with or a phone call or an email that you never replied to. Trust me, I've been there. And, I mean, I would put it back on you. Has that ever happened to you? Raise your hands. Be honest. Has that ever happened to you? You forgot to follow up with somebody. You forgot to return a phone call. You forgot to reply to an email. And you just know you missed an opportunity. So why do you need a CRM at all? A CRM is going to help you automate your follow-up process. Think of it like this. A CRM is going to help you automate your follow-up process or your post-close process and or your post-close sales process. It'll help you create and improve the way that you work with leads and prospects, and it can track the steps and the process that gets you from initial contact all the way to close and asking for a review. And here's the beauty of it. There's a quote that I kind of want to reference here. uh, What gets measured gets done, or what gets measured gets improved, right? If you have a CRM and you have these systems in place and you're able to track that You know, out of 100 buyers that I run through my drip campaign, I'm getting a 34% engagement rate, then you have a baseline, and you have something that you can focus on improving. But if you don't have an automated system for following up on all your new open house leads, or on all of the leads that you're generating, buyer leads that you're generating off your Facebook ads, and you're thinking, oh, I just need a better CRM to close these, well, no, you don't, because you don't have a baseline to work off of. So... That's why you need a CRM system in place. It's so that you can track the steps that get you from initial contact all the way to close. Once you have that baseline, you can work on systematically improving it month over month over month, week over week over week, et cetera, et cetera. I can tell you right now, last year we generated about 7,800 leads uh, for our agents running targeted Facebook ads. Out of those 7,800 leads, 1,950 were converted into appointments. Our uh, seven-day follow-up drip campaign gets a 34% engagement rate. And by engagement rate, I mean a response to an email or a text message. The, there's nowhere to go but up or forward in terms of improvement based on those numbers. If you don't know your numbers, you shouldn't be putting the cart before the horse and shopping for uh, which CRM has the best features. So let me put this into um, an example that will hopefully be a little more helpful. Once upon a time, I had this realtor who admitted to being frustrated that it typically took her two to three hours to follow up on all of her open house leads. Yeah, remember those? Pre-COVID days, right? She'd, she'd have dozens of leads that came through the open houses. So some fill out a paper form, some checked in using her open house uh, sign-in app which was Spacio. And at the end of the day on Sunday, she would spend the next 2 to 3 hours manually personally texting and emailing every single lead one by one. She would, you know, get back home or or uh, and load up or fire up her laptop, get all her data open a bottle of wine, and spend the next two to three hours following up instead, instead of kicking your feet up, drinking your wine, and calling it a day. And so it was a point of frustration because it took time. You're tired after a long weekend of working uh, open houses. So here's what we did. We created a free Zapier account. Then we connected her open house app, Spacio, to her LionDesk account so that when a new lead is created in Spacio, that's your trigger A new contact is created in LionDesk. That's your action. Then we had a lead routing rule that said when a new lead is generated from this lead source, Spacio, automatically start our open house drip campaign. And what it was, it's a series of five follow-up emails and a text message that automatically follows up with everyone that came to the open house. So the text says something like, hey, Ricardo, thank you so much for stopping by my open house this weekend. I'm sure you visited more than a few homes, so in case you forgot who I am, it's Rebecca, the realtor that's listing 123 Main Street. That's text one, right? Text two, you're going to have a few follow-up emails from me, so just keep an eye out on your on your inbox. And if you have any questions, this is my direct number. Feel free to call, text, or email me anytime. And then lastly, and here's a link to my Zillow agent profile. I really do pride myself on providing the best that I, uh, service that I can for my clients. We went from three hours saved from a simple five-minute automation. And every lead is still personally followed up with, just not manually one by one by one. The automation triggers Sunday after the open house wraps up, and it looks like it's, uh, everyone is getting followed up personally, right? So the next reason you need a CRM is that it can help you determine where to focus. This is just as important. So years ago, before I was at West, I had a consulting contract with Carrington Real Estate. We launched 2000 Boomtown websites across 26 offices in 22 states. It was one heck of a project, let me tell you. What I loved about their CRM is that it was a predictive CRM, meaning it did lead scoring. And so once per day, every day, it showed you who your, new le- who your new leads were, who hadn't been contacted yet. But then it also showed you what your top opportunities were. So they used an algorithm to identify which leads were most likely to respond based on whether they were opening your emails in your drip campaign, visiting your website and looking at listings and you know, a variety of other factors. In other words, You had predictive insights on what they called your top opportunities that are most likely to engage in a conversation with you. So these are the 10 people you should follow up with today. And so here's the thing. You know this. We all know this. Not all leads are created equal. A good CRM will allow you to categorize and tag your prospects by quote unquote hotness level. So is this lead ready to go in the next 30 to 45 days? And then tags serve as a great way to segment your audience. So for example, if I met Ricardo at an open house and I know that he's looking for, he's a buyer lead, I know that he's looking for a two-story, three-bed house in Costa Mesa, the tags that I'm going to add to Ricardo are going to be three-bed, two-story, SFR, Costa Mesa, and buyer lead. It's okay to have multiple tags for one contact the reason this becomes super important is that later down the line when you have a new listing so you have a you know you're building this database of buyer leads in in your CRM and it's growing and not every buyer is going to transact right away so some of them are going to sit there but when you have a new listing that comes up you have an opportunity to write what I would call a pre-listing teaser email. So this teaser email, what you're going to want to do, the next time you have a listing or a potential listing coming up, you can segment your database and send the following targeted message only to the people in your database that match that criteria. So if I have a new uh, three-bed, two-story SFR listing in Costa Mesa coming up, I'm going to filter my leads in my CRM, to say, show me all my leads that are looking for a three-bed, two-story, single-family residence in Costa Mesa and that are buyer leads. Ricardo and a whole bunch of other people like Ricardo are going to pull up, right? And my email is going to say, subject line, I'm headed to meet a potential seller for this property that you might like. So, hey, Ricardo, I'm about to go meet with a potential seller of a three-bed, two-story, single-family home in Costa Mesa This will be the first time this home ever hits the market and based on local comps and the demand for homes of this type, this home will likely sell in just a short couple of days. If you wanna be the first to know about this listing once I've met with the client and they do in fact decide that they wanna sell their home, just shoot me a text or reply to this email. Wish me luck, this home's a stunner. The benefit of sending this to the specific segment of your database is that this particular property applies to them. So that if there is any buyer interest and they reply, well, now you're armed with a buyer for that property that you can demonstrate to your seller, right? So win-win. These days, going back to, to, to where I was um, talking about here, these days, if you're looking for a great all-in-one solution that does true lead scoring and has a behavioral-based CRM, I love a tool like Chime. You can uh, click the link in the show notes to book a demo with them if you'd like. They're the ones that are the all-in-one website solution with the CRM, um, the behavioral-based CRM, IDX, and um, AI text and live chat bot that follows your leads around. But as long as you have the ability to tag and segment your audience, honestly, you're good to go. So the next thing that a CRM is going to do, the, the biggest thing that I look for is a CRM is going to help you automate your activity. I've already shared a couple of examples of of this from collecting reviews to automatically following up on your open house leads. The point here is that a CRM is going to give you the opportunity to create a series of automations so that you don't have to do it yourself and get busy or caught up, uh, chasing down leads, close the transaction. Great. What are the two emails that you can automate to collect a glowing customer review? Have a new seller lead? Awesome. What are the five emails that you can automate to show them why you're the best in the business and why they need to know what they need to know to get their home uh, ready for sale? Have a new buyer lead? Awesome. What are the five emails you can automate to follow up, ask qualifying questions, and get more info on what exactly they're looking for? Follow-up text, follow-up email, follow-up to-do, secondary reminders. You can automate the heck out of all of that. And a good CRM is going to help you audit. A good CRM is basically going to help you automate your communication so that it's more than just a database of contacts. What it is, it's an automation engine that buys back your time and ensures that every lead gets touched, no lead falls through the cracks, and you're doing the best you can to make sure that you're not forgetting to send that follow up email, that follow up text, and so that you're not losing those opportunities. And then once you establish that baseline, you know, contact or engagement rate, then you can just work on improving your skills so that you can get higher engagement rates or higher response rates and improve on your clothes. Right? So what are your CRM options? Because I don't want to cheat you out of this. What's the best CRM for my real estate business, Ricardo? Here's a few of the names that you've heard before. So I talk a lot about LionDesk because here in SoCal, so Southern California, um, I'm part of CRMLS and I train and teach all over CRMLS. So I've said it once, I've said it before, I'm a big fan of getting everything that you can out of everything that you've got. So look for tools that are provided to you as a member benefit, either through the MLS that are being provided through your broker. If you work for First Team or EXP, you have access to KV Core. Um, So I would use something that you already have access to for free. LionDesk is one of those tools. KV Core, if you're with First Team or EXP, is one of those tools. Use what you already have access to. And instead of, uh, of shopping, quote unquote, for features What I want you to think about is focus instead on drafting your three, four, or five go-to automations. If you need help with all those automations, I'm more than happy to help. Go to bookricardo.com, get some time on my calendar, or or, or just email me. And I'll send you, I have a whole Google Drive, uh, follow-up drip campaigns for different use cases. I'll email you a copy of that Google Google Drive for free so that you have access to it. My point here is set up your first three automations for following up with open house leads, following up with sellers, asking for uh, reviews and referrals. Set up those three automations first before you even get to the point of wanting to shop for quote unquote better CRM. You need to have those uh, automations in place first so that you have a baseline number of like, hey, Ricardo, I'm only getting an 11% response rate on the emails that I'm sending out. Great. Let's take a look at the emails that you're sending out and focus on improving them. It's not the features that are going to get you better results. It's uh, creating a more effective follow-up process that's going to get you better results. One of my other favorite CRMs is Follow-Up Boss. by they have the nicest user experience. So one of the first things that I ask when somebody asks me um, what's the best CRM I could use and they hate when I give them this answer but I ask what's your budget? What's your budget and how many leads do you get per month? Because if you have a good lead flow you're getting over 50 leads a month and you you have a budget then I would hands down invest in a tool like Follow-Up Boss because it makes it easy to create action plans and set up your drip campaigns. The user interface is just amazing and they have a bunch of integrations with a lot of the tools that you already use in your business. Um, If you don't have a budget, you're just getting started, you don't have a big database, great, no problem. Then start with LionDesk. And then the other one, if you are a power user, I have some agents that are spending 500 to 1000 a month, some even more, on Google Google leads um, or Google pay-per-click leads, uh, Facebook ads, et cetera, et cetera, then you would want an all-in-one solution like Chime where you get the website, landing pages, IDX, um, a behavioral-based CRM that does lead scoring, and then you also get access to a built-in AI that follows up with your leads via text and follows them around your website you know, using live chat. It's going to cost you, but if you're investing money on generating leads for your team, your agents, or you have a big advertising budget, then it's worth it to have those advanced automations or those advanced features. If, you, if you're not in a place where, you know, you're only getting a few, you're spending a hundred bucks on ads and you're only getting a few leads. Shopping for a better all-in-one solution like that is probably a step in the wrong direction. Like I said, focus on getting those first uh, three automations set up and then it's just a matter of improving the results or that engagement number that you're getting with those automations. So I hope that helps. I hope you don't feel cheated uh, that I'm telling you um, the answer for what is the best CRM for my real estate business, and this sounds like such a cop out. Um, you've heard that that such cliche term where it's it's the one you'll use. It's kind of true. If you're a brand new agent, you don't have a big budget, you don't have a big database. Sign up for LionDesk, set up your first couple of automations, talk with uh, a uh, talk with a title rep and get your farm established, and focus on growing your SOI. If you have a budget and you have some lead flow, uh, follow-up boss is my favorite solution. If you have a big advertising budget and you have a big lead flow and you want to manage it, distribute it to your t- to your team, then I would go with the solution like Chime. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. Um, you guys are awesome. Um, and I'll catch you on next week's episode. Have a good one.